0: Welcome to the Monster in My Head podcast. This is a show where we talk to regular, real people about insecurities that a lot of us face and kind of discuss unique ways that we're trying to overcome them. This is not a show for experts. This is just a conversation. So we're happy that you're here. Um, So today we're gonna be talking about finances. And I just wanna say immediately that neither Brittany, our guest, or I are financial experts. Please do not take financial advice from us and like in i mean you know what i mean like like we want to help but like we don't invest and then be like, these bitches. Like <laughs> That's your bad. That's your bad. That's your bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're more so going to talk about mindset with finances today. So anyway, um, I want to introduce our guest. This is Brittany Bardwell. She's one of my closest friends. She is an amazing actress. You can see her on pretty much every network that exists. Um, she is also a stand-up comedian as well as a content creator for a new financial institution. Um, and she's done a lot of really awesome work in regards to finances. So hi, Brittany. Hi. You also forgot to mention that I'm your roommate
1: and that I can hear you talking through the wall. (laughs) In addition to my headphones.
0: That's right. Yeah. See, you know, we we start off at this place because uh, when you have a roommate, you save a lot of money. So I feel like it really goes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Well, I am stoked that we can talk about this because this is something this topic of finances is something that I've actually been really inspired by Brittany about because um, your story has been so amazing and, and Just so cool to see you grow, it's been wild. It's it's crazy to see where you started to like where you're at now. So I feel like you can really be um, an inspiration to a lot of people. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. So um, first let's kind of start off with like, can you just tell a bit of your story in regards to finances? You have a huge amount of things that you've done in your life, but let's like focus more so on the finances side of kind of like where you started, you know, what your mindset was, all that stuff. And then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, I think like starting from
1: like childhood, my mom, like raised by a single mom, she's an independent contractor as a paralegal. So she never had like vacation time, or PTO or anything like that. So like, There were definitely lots of times that we were struggling, but I actually just found that out recently. My mom actually did a really good job of like sheltering me and shielding me from that. I always thought Mm. we were rich, like the way that she was treating me as her, like the only child in the home um, Mm. because my brother's older. Like, I mean, I got everything that I wanted for Christmas, Mm. like piles and piles of Christmas gifts. We went on two vacations that I can remember um, yeah. We went to Jamaica and Disneyland. I think back to back years, so like she must have been doing great <laughs> at that time. So there were definitely times where like there was like a year she bought a Porsche, <laughs> like, like a used Amelia. Porsche, and then like <laughs> sold it. Yeah, <laughs> so she's like, I love that. For she her. was definitely <laughs> crushing it financially for like, like in waves. Mm. But then she also would tell me about times where like she had to decide between like, you know you know going on a trip or something or like my school clothes so it's like that's Mm. why a lot of the times we didn't go on vacation so um so for the most part she made me feel like we were so secure Mm. so the thing the only downside about that or like not even downside but like ripple effect is that by the time I got out of the house and started making my own money she also would like and she's just an amazing mom Mm -hmm. and did a wonderful job of like taking care of me and supporting me when I like moved to LA to pursue my dreams she would like give me money every month to help me pay for my rent Mm. because she just believed in me so much but like it kind of in my brain made me think that we just always had money that there was just Mm. always money around and it kind of didn't really matter how we spent it like we didn't talk about money um Mm. in our home I was just like we're rich. We have it. I'm going to do whatever I want. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, once I started making my own money and like, wasn't, you know, when she stopped like helping me with my rent and stuff, I was just like, ah, money will arrive. And so at the time I'd had like a 790 credit score and like was getting approved for $10,000 worth of credit. And Mm. that didn't, go over well <laughs> like I just I I think I also just in a combination of like when I was like 21 having like a lot of credit a lot mm. of credit cards moving to a different city by myself and then also being hit with like mad clinical depression mm-hmm. I started using like shopping to mm-hmm. make myself feel better which didn't work uh mm. in the long term <laughs> yeah and uh so I So I ended up getting into a lot of credit card debt. And then also, I mean, these are just like the overviews. We can get into the details of it. But like using it for like acting classes and headshots. Mm -hmm. Like I love my mom and I'm not blaming her at all. But she did freeze it to me as though like using it for that stuff was an investment. Mm -hmm. And but it's like the return on the investment isn't guaranteed. So Mm -hmm. I just like found myself in my late 20s with 40... $43,000 worth of credit card debt and then like $16,000 in student loans, Mm -hmm. um, which thankfully I went to a community college the first couple of years. And like, yeah, so I found myself just buried, buried in debt. Mm. Um, And it wasn't until a year and a half ago, maybe two years, I guess two years ago now that
0: I started taking the
1: baby steps to fix that. Now I'm in the best position ever, but we'll get
0: it. (laughs) Yay. That's so awesome. Yeah. And it's. I think it's really awesome that you're willing and able to share the details of kind of where you are at, because I think a lot of people are there and a lot of people feel really ashamed of like, oh my God, how did I get into this situation? Like, how did it get so bad? I think that's one thing of like, you know, it just piles up like little by little. And I remember the days when you were, you know, so stressed out about, having these, these credit card bills that were just so high and the interest that was so high and it was like crushing you, I very much remember that. Um, yeah. And one thing I, I wanna mention, cause I, I always wanna come into this with statistics to let people know that they're not by themselves. <laughs> so there was a survey um, that Y Pulse conducted of a thousand millennials. And it said the number one life goal of millennials based on the study is to be debt free. So people, like, that's more so than pursuing their dream, having a stable relationship. Like, debt is such a huge thing in people's minds right now, I think, more yeah. so than ever. Um, and also 67% of millennials say financial stress compromises their ability to focus. It makes them physically ill. It's just, it's really hard. So totally yeah. makes sense why that would be a stressor. Um, so, um, so I you, you mentioned it briefly, but I, I want to kind of dive into it a little bit more of what was the way that you thought about money? because you mentioned something about how your mom was telling you that using credit cards was like an investment, even though that investment was using money that you didn't have. So like mm-hmm. you were mentioning that you know you saw that you saw money as like something that would just automatically come in. So can you tell me mm-hmm. a little bit more about like that kind of mindset and where you felt like that come came from, even though I know that you said that your mom, made it seem like, you know, everything was fine and you had everything figured out financially, like where did that mindset come from for you? Well,
1: um, (laughs) I think one of the aspects of them that plays a huge part that we don't necessarily have to get all the way into, but (laughs) being raised very religious, Mm. um, my mom and myself for a long time had this belief that things were just going to work out. So Mm. I think that there was that that was a really big part, honestly, of like, oh, like, it's all gonna, everything's gonna work out. Like, Mm. yeah, so that was, that was definitely a big part of, of being okay with, at least for me, and I can obviously can just only speak for myself. And, you know, the whole religion aspect of it, where I didn't question anything, and didn't ever ask any questions, Mm. has a lot to do with why I felt the way that I did. And I was just so very, like, blindly trusting, um, Mm. and didn't really think through a lot of things (laughs) um, at that time in my life. So I think that that had a lot to do with my just like, blind trust and hope that things would work themselves out. Because I didn't think that I was like, doing something wrong. I was Mm -hmm. just like, I've gotten myself into a situation, you know, because of my mental health and because of maybe some not great advice. (laughs) And so Mm I was like, Oh, like, it'll all work out. And it didn't. So I ended up having
0: to handle it myself. Um, (laughs) I think that's actually a really interesting point of blind faith And, and not even talking about religion. Like I think so many of us, when we are uneducated about finances, come in with almost this like naive perception of like, oh, the financial institutions are there to help us. Like credit cards yeah. are there to like, you know, make our lives easier so that we can make big purchases and not have to pay for it right away. So it's almost like we we have this naive blind faith that yeah, mm-hmm. things are going to work out because it's all set up in our favor. But in fact, that's completely the opposite. These institutions are literally created to put people into debt and they mm-hmm. prey on people who are not educated about finances. And I think that's one thing maybe that we have to as, kind of a generation of people who struggle with this change our mindset about like, these people are not here to help us. These people are not here to make our lives easier. They are trying to take advantage of us and we need to like, you know, and not be pessimistic, but do our best to really make sure that we educate ourselves and not just trust that these financial institutions are going to have our best interest at heart because they're not. Yeah.
1: I think that that was something that I did not know. Like that was the Mm. biggest thing that I didn't know because Mm. I was like, I didn't understand, interest rates. I didn't understand that stuff at all. Mm. So I'm sitting here with like $40,000 worth of credit lines. Mm. And as like in my mid 20s. And I'm not understanding I'm thinking like, Oh, I'm using this for emergencies because I don't make enough money. So I'm going to use this to supplement Mm -hmm. and like, and it's like saying it out
0: loud right now makes me feel dumb, but it's, you know, I wasn't educated on it. That's literally (laughs) how so many people feel though. That's not dumb at all. That's Mm -hmm. just like, you just didn't know. How how were you supposed to know if no one taught you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's funny because
1: like now in hindsight, I'm like, Oh, like do your research. But like, I just Mm. wasn't in that place. And I just, you know, didn't really know to. And so I think I just didn't realize, like, they're set up for you to fail. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, they they continue to offer credit to people who, I mean, the amount of, ever since, like, we'll get to this, but, like, my credit plummeted when I mm-hmm. t- had to take steps to fix it, and the amount of, like, credit card like you're pre-approved for this you're pre-approved for that so whatever credit that I can get they are being vultures at me right now they're like oh like you're wow. fixing it a little bit so like I have get so many I get credit card like pre-approval letters in the mail like every single day are you serious and it's like, I didn't know that yeah and so it's like they're preying on people who have fucked it up <laughs> they're preying on oh. people who fuck up financially and it's just so gross, but like, oh,
0: that's horrible. Also,
1: just the fact that they charge late fees for not paying on time—it's like there's a reason I didn't pay it on time. It's because I didn't have the money, like, right, right. And it just gets you further just and further into, you.
0: yeah, burying. And I know and that exactly I, I, I remember when this was happening, when especially when you were at the worst point, at least from what I saw, of the amount of stress and that like weight on your shoulders that was so palpable in your everyday mm-hmm. life. It was just this like. And I remember you talking about it a lot. And it made sense because it was always on your mind. Um, So can you tell me about like, what was the turning point for you when you realized that you were like, I can't live like this anymore. I need to like take drastic measures to not only get a handle of on the debt, but also like change your mindset about debt in general and, and as well as change how you dealt with your finances as a whole. Yeah. So
1: early 2021, January 2021 was when it like hit just like rock bottom or actually that's the beginning of me hitting rock bottom. Mm. Um, and it's, it's funny, it's interesting that it's all kind of tied into being a starving artist too. Mm, Like this mm -hmm. is all affected by, and because of my pursuit of becoming an actor. And so, um, in January, I got, I mean, you know this, but (laughs) I got a, you know, an audition and then a callback. And so for my first Broadway musical, and Mm -hmm. so in order to, like, I did a self-tape for the audition and then for the callback, I had to be in New York and it's just a callback. They were not flying me out there. I am not that important, but of course I can't say no to this opportunity but mm-hmm. the thing is, I'm in LA for meeting. everyone who's, who's listening. Yeah. Sorry, we're in LA. So she had to fly out to New York, which is across oh, the country, yeah. across the country, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and put myself up in the most expensive city in oh, the yeah. country or second most, <laughs> I don't know, but top three for sure. Um, yeah. and so, so here's the thing I remember very vividly. Like I got that call on like a Thursday evening, which was like bittersweet because <laughs> I was like, mm. I don't have money. But like, I remember that Thursday afternoon at the time I was working as a server and I'd done all my math of, it was like late in January and I was like, okay, I have exactly enough. And by working my next few shifts, I will have exactly enough to pay my rent and whatever bills are left for the Mm -hmm. rest of the month. And when I say exactly, I mean, exactly, I think I had Mm like $650 to my name, Mm -hmm. um, not including my debt. So I guess I had like $42,400 to my name. Um, but like in my checking account, I think I had like $600, which is what I needed um, to make, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I get this call. And of course, I'm a server. I work on the weekends. And I find out on Thursday that my callback is Sunday morning in New York. Oh, of course, I can't say no to that.
0: Sure, I, I probably should have. But it's like when you're in... How- artist and you, you how can you? How can you though? Because that's exactly what you're working towards. That's a whole reason you're here. So like that be saying no to that doesn't seem like even an option really. Exactly. So it's, it's about
1: the mindset of like, this is what I'm here for. I have Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. take advantage of this opportunity. So Mm -hmm. thankfully I'd saved up credit card points from all of my mistakes. (laughs) That's the only good thing that came from my, uh, from my credit card debt was all the points that I had. Yeah. And so that, that paid for my flight to and from New York um but i had to put myself up and for and i had to put myself up for uh, a total of like five nights like six days five nights because they were like oh if you get a final call back God. you have to be here on tuesday so you have to stay oh. through wednesday and i was like okay <laughs> and so i find this like hostel um and again i'm traveling by myself so it's like of course i'm not going to stay somewhere shitty like right my safety is right. important so i stay in this like really nice fancy looking hostel And, um, and the cool thing was I got to, I got there and I did my audition and I found out that afternoon that I did get a final call back, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, the whole staying there that long, wasn't going to waste. Thank God. Yeah. By right. But then I will never forget. So that was Sunday that I found out. And then Monday I had enough money to have one meal. So I had to like, I had like free Starbucks points on my like because I'm a Starbucks like card member or whatever yeah so I had points so I used that to like buy myself coffee and like a snack in the morning and then I had just enough money to like buy myself a super late lunch um and then my audition was the next morning so like it was just like such a I'd never
0: I never thought that I would get in that situation. And also, I want to mention because you know when people might hear that they might be like, "Oh, okay, well, you didn't know, you didn't have enough money, but you had a credit card, you could put it on." Oh, you had maxed out all your credit cards. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were... literally had no money and no access mm-hmm. to any money because all of your credit cards were maxed out and your you just had no money in your account. Yeah. And it's like, it's
1: wild because like, just again, in hindsight, it makes me sound like irresponsible, but like, I was truly just trying to keep my head above water. Yeah. And like the, like my bills kept growing and I didn't know really why. And I didn't really look too much into it, but my credit card bills kept getting more and more. So no matter oh. how much I worked, I was just still like oh. only making, only ever making enough. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And of course, like if I didn't have enough money for like groceries that week, then I would put it on my credit card. And it just got to the point where they like maxed out and I didn't have credit. So, um, so the reason I, I told that story is because also I wasn't working that weekend anymore. Mm-hmm. So by the time I, I had to call my mom and I was like crying my eyes out, I was like, I can't believe I've gotten myself in this situation. Like I had to ask my mom for money, which was humiliating, which of course she, was happy to but she also was in a bad financial position at this point like my mom mm. at this point in her life is keeping her head above water so mm. she was only wow. actually able to give me like 150 bucks like Ugh. total and like she was like I would give you so much more if I could this is just literally all I have and so like we Ugh. both are just fucked God. at this yeah point. yeah and so you know thankfully my flight back is paid for um and I think she like I don't know what she did or who in my family she asked, but she was able to send me a little bit more money for like the Uber to the airport. Mm. Um, Cause I was, I, I actually tried, I tried to take the subway, but it was four in the morning and there were creepy people and I oh, bolted. God. Yeah, <laughs> so I yeah, like, yeah, I was just like, I can't wow. miss my life in the city for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, I didn't make the money that I needed for the rest of the month. So that was the month that was the beginning of me being absolutely fucked. And that was the beginning of me being... Because I I was just keeping my head above water. I was always level. I only ever made enough to just make it to get by. But that was the beginning of me trying to catch up Mm. um, because I no longer had what I needed. Yeah. So that's where shit took a turn. Mm. Um, So it was like February 2021 where I had to you know take on so many extra shifts and like do all this stuff and try to figure out how to. I was, I mean, this was the beginning of me working like a bazillion jobs at one time mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to like, it was the, Oh, I will never forget. It was like the most painful thing ever because I hadn't ever been in the situation, but like yeah. I would have a credit card bill that was due that day at 5 PM and my shift ended at 4 PM and I needed to make enough money for that bill. With like, and, like Buy it with tips. Oh, and that is geez. where I would like to remind everybody to tip your servers 20%. Yeah, yes. <laughs> because yeah. I would get so many people who would like not tip at all or tip 10% or tip, oh, you know, Jesus. just not well because people aren't also educated on tipping. I wasn't right. until I was a server, but like right. if I'd gotten all of the tips that I should have gotten, because I was definitely a good server. I wasn't an asshole or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'd gotten all the tips that I'd gotten, I would have been able to pay my bill. Um, But... Uh, I got myself in that situation in the first place. But anyway, um, so it was that kind of thing where like I kept like every shift. I was working to try to pay a bill that was due that day. And I was just constantly, Ooh. yeah, constantly trying to catch up. And yeah. that is and also what I ended up having to do, which I think was kind of brilliant for the situation that I was in. <laughs> it's <laughs> real bad, but I'm kind of brilliant. Um, I would like pay that bill and my credit card bill would be like four hundred and fifty bucks, but I'd pay it. And then I would have $450 of credit. So Mm -hmm. that was groceries (laughs) Mm -hmm. for the, you know, for, yeah. And that was groceries. That was whatever I'll say needed. There were certain things that I, that cycle,
0: like literally like take like almost like digging a little bit out to then just put some more in and like, so you're not getting anywhere, mm -hmm. but you're just kind of like, you're just staying in one place. Maintaining. I was
1: maintaining Mm -hmm. a shitty situation Mm -hmm. and I was maintaining it until me and my friend. And this is such an embarrassing story that truly like, hurts my heart and I don't want anybody to know, but I'm saying it because uh, for the sake of transparency yeah. and yeah. I don't want anybody to ever feel like they're alone in this, but like, yeah. I I, this was the year that I'd started uh, this comedy show um, with my friend mm-hmm. and I will never forget. Um, I think I told you the story, but like, I remember I was in such a bad financial position that uh, we, like we were paying the performers to come pick, to come perform. Um, and then the venue would, give us a check at the end of the night. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: for some reason, like there was a new person working and they didn't, um, they were like, oh, well you didn't hit like the minimum ticket sales or whatever. And we were like, this has never been an issue before. They were just like giving us a check anyway. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, you can like take that up with them, but like, I can't give you a check tonight. And that was how I was going to pay the performers. Like my friend made money and could, she was like, oh, I'll just, you know, front my half And then we'll just talk to them later. I didn't have a half to front. Mm. And so I remember I had a, that was like my turning point where I had this like whole ass breakdown. Like I had a full on breakdown. I could not like, I've had maybe two panic attacks in my life. And that was one of them realizing Mm. that I didn't even have enough money to pay the performers that I'd hired to do a show. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, and this is so embarrassing to admit, but my boyfriend took care of that for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, there's the end of me being a bad bitch who doesn't need a no man." <laughs> like it was horrible
0: <laughs> but and someone um, who loved you a lot and loves you a lot and it was like I'm not gonna exactly. let you I'm not gonna let you flail in this situation
1: exactly so thankfully he turned out to be a big help and I was just like I will never forget I was like crying I was like Megan The Stallion would be so not proud of me right now <laughs> <laughs> it's Like I am not a bad bitch
0: <laughs> Megan The Stallion watch she's gonna call you and be like yo
1: bitch like
0: <laughs> Nicki Minaj okay. would
1: be so disappointed like <laughs>
0: And he was like, "What are you talking?" He's like, "You're nonsensical at this point. Why are you talking about Megan Stallion?" <laughs> it's like I just want to make her proud. This is the hotel cafe. Like, calm down. Like,
1: <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, it was funny, but um, but yeah, so that was that was my rock bottom. That mm-hmm. was truly my rock bottom. And from there, I thankfully was able to sit down with him and with you, mm-hmm. um, two people in my life who. Just happened to be raised by people who taught them other Mm -hmm. things, taught them how to save money, taught them how to make incremental changes and. Mm do small things to build wealth over time, which was not mm-hmm. a concept that I even knew about. Because it's mm-hmm. like, I always knew I wanted to be an actor. I assumed that I would just be poor until I was rich. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fine. Mm-hmm. And so that was what my mindset was. Yeah. And once I realized that like I can never be in this situation ever again, um, that was where the mindset began to shift. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have any other choice but to make better small choices even though I wasn't Mm. convinced at the time because I didn't know I wasn't Mm. convinced it was going to really work but I had to do something different than what I was doing
0: I feel like I've been talking for a million years No, it's okay (laughs) because all of it's super good I think I I remember that point too when because you had told me while you were really struggling with this um you were like you know once I get my big acting job like everything is going to be taken care of and I remember thinking like oh but until then you're going to be is struggling so much. And also even when you get that big acting job, you still maybe won't know how to manage your finances, you know? Right. And so I wanted to read a couple different quotes, a d- couple different statistics here. Cause I want to like, look at the gravity of this problem for everyone. Um, as well as a couple quotes that I think are really cool. So just so you know, you're not alone in this 60% of 27, 35 year olds have just a thousand dollars or less in their savings and in their checking, like just a thousand dollars or less, 60%, 60%. Mm-hmm. A wow. full 35% of this age group, more than one in three has less than a hundred dollars in their savings. Um, so this shows that so many of us did not get the education that we needed in order to mm-hmm. understand how to save wealth and how to save not only for our retirement, but also for big purchases. And not only that emergency funds. And I will say mm-hmm. for myself, like, you know, I'm the, I'm the firstborn in my family and my, my family have been financially wise, except for they actually made a massive investment when they were young and they got all their money stolen by their financial advisor at the time. And so they had a lot of money struggles and really weren't able to teach me early on what it looks like to save and make money. But I was around them and I was able to pick it up like as they were talking. So even though I didn't get that formal education, the environment that I grew up in was more conducive for me to understand how money worked. And I will say, and we'll talk about this in the recommendations, but I also did a class that really helped me with understanding this. Um, But yeah, how are you supposed to know any of that? How are you supposed to know any of that? You know, just like automatically schools don't teach that. I think this should be taught in elementary schools, high schools, middle schools, college, but it doesn't seem to be, which sucks. Dude, I
1: know the quadratic equation and I don't know what the fuck to do with it, but (laughs) I would have loved to have been taught yeah. about percentages when it comes to like saving yeah. your money, like yeah. saving money at all. Yeah. 100%. That would have been a lot more
0: helpful than Y equals
1: X plus B, whatever that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you use that so much so, as an actor. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing that I also want to mention when it comes to like, because I know that there tends to be, you know, shame around this topic is that like when you're, and I heard this quote somewhere and I don't know where, but it, when you're drowning, you can't focus on swimming forward.
1: You know, you're not oh, yeah. focused
0: on making progress. You're focused on literally surviving. So it makes sense why yeah. you were in the place that you were. But now I'm interested to know about so when you had this turning point and you were like, all right, like I can't live like this anymore. This is not going to be, this is, this can't be my life. I'm not going to wait for a savior to come in, like an acting job or like anything else to take mm-hmm. away this problem as a whole. I'm going to work towards taking away this, you know, this debt incrementally. What mm-hmm. were, the what was like kind of the steps in your mind that you felt you needed to take and then what did those steps lead to action wise um
1: i mean i just i didn't even know where to start first of mm, all mm. um i remember my lovely boyfriend gave me this book called the automatic millionaire mm. <laughs> um so i definitely would recommend this one okay um and it's but the thing that was interesting about it was i I started reading it and it was very frustrating because i didn't it was the whole concept is is saving your money like saving a percentage or amount of your money out of like every paycheck that you get Mm -hmm. um and and just making that automatic so doing like a direct deposit Mm -hmm. that automatically goes into like a high yield savings or something so that you're Mm -hmm. not thinking about it which that's a great concept, but I had like four jobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. and not all of them like some. I was nannying sometimes, getting paid cash. Sometimes I would, you know, do this and that. And so I found out what a high yield savings account was from that mm-hmm. book. But I was like, I don't really know. It's very hard for me to mm, for me to save anything when I only make enough to live. So that mm-hmm. was me realizing mm-hmm. that I needed to change up my work situation somehow in order to like the biggest problem, the whole problem the entire time, but I just didn't connect the dots was that I wasn't making enough money to live. I never laid out my budget. Mm. I was just winging it. Um, I was truly just winging it. And so I didn't know how much I needed each month and I didn't know how much I was even making each month. Mm. And the thing that I really hated. Yeah. The thing that I really hated about being a server and um or just like, yeah, being a server was that I, my money wasn't consistent and like Mm. that works for some people. That's completely fine. But for me, I was like, I'm barely keeping my head above water. I need to know what's coming in and I need to be able to plan for it. Um, I was a nanny and like, sometimes the family would go out of town and it's like, you don't get PTO. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, then all of a sudden I was just fucked for a week, a a week's worth of money. So like, I was just hoping that I was making enough money and Ooh. so once I realized that I needed to get in a position so I so what I did was I I talked to my managers and I was like I'm really serious about making more money so can I even though I hated working nights and I hated working at all I was like <laughs> four to five shifts four to five night shifts a week if if I could mm-hmm. do that that'd be amazing like I pretty much just told them like I really need to make more money so like please can i have more and better shifts um and i was doing a good job at work they were like oh yeah we thought you liked working mornings i was like i did but i didn't realize that you get no money yeah Yeah. working at a bar in the morning um weird i just didn't know (laughs) um so taking steps to and saying taking steps to make more money sucks like if i heard that i'd be furious (laughs) like i that's not prescriptive that's not super helpful but you know Maybe you could be in a situation where you could take steps. You you just have to bite the bullet sometimes Mm, mm -hmm. and do something that you don't want to do necessarily to Mm -hmm. make more money. Yeah. I definitely value, like, mental health and comfort over money, um, which is something that I kind of had to just, like, give up for a little bit.
0: But how could you have (laughs) your mental health be stable and have comfort if you're constantly so stressed out about money? So in some ways you had to, like... Put yourself out of your comfort zone and push yourself really hard to make this massive change so it makes sense yeah, the, had to stress that. Of,
1: yeah the stress of money became worse than the stress of, of working a night shift totally <laughs> you know totally so so that those are steps that i thankfully was able to take mm-hmm. um i uh I think I, I think that's all I did at first. Mm -hmm. Um, And so once I started making a little bit more money and to be clear, it was not a lot, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but just a little bit, like to be able to look at my um, I made a budget and knew how much money needed to go out every month and then know how much money needed to come in. So that Mm. was truly like, this is late 2021. Like it's Mm -hmm. embarrassing that it took me this long, but like, that was my great that you did it. It's great that you did it creating a budget knowing exactly and the thing is like when you work so many random jobs like i was teaching french on a website i was mm-hmm. nannying and i was a server like 3 to 5 days a week mm-hmm. and there was just no guarantee so um i really had to like know how much money needed to go out weekly so mm-hmm. like creating mm-hmm. my budget but then breaking it down by week because yeah. that's how i would get paid yeah. um and know just, like, how much money I needed to make that week. So, you know, if it looked like it was going to be dicey, I would have to pick up
0: a shift that I didn't want to pick up. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So it was... So you that had a was, thresh like, threshold first... that you had to hit. And, like, you would do whatever it took to make sure you hit that threshold. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, like, it sounds so obvious. But it
1: wasn't obvious to me. So it might not no. be obvious to totally. Other totally. Um. So that was the first step. And then... Once I looked at my budget and realized the majority of the money that I had to shell out was for my credit cards, mm. I needed to change that yeah. <laughs> because it's like, you look at your budget and you want to cut down on expenses. My monthly payment for all of my credit cards combined was $1,200. Oh my
0: God. And how much was your um, was your monthly expenses? So that's more than your right. How, how much was your monthly expenses outside your credit card interest? Like literally just interest?
1: I don't quite remember, but I do know that I got it down by $600, and now it's, like, maybe two grand. So, I think total, my monthly expenses were, like, 2600 So and 1200
0: so of that was, was credit t- cards. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. insane. So, so, it's basically it half really of what you were paying bad. every month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so... Okay. um. So that was and then the other thing that was really hard for me was the fact that it was like four or five it was five different credit cards mm. all at different times. So like oh. and I had no control over and this is just a side note but um I don't love <laughs> I did not like the fact that my livelihood was in the hands of like petty middle management at a restaurant. Like there were mm. plenty of managers at that restaurant that didn't like me. That just mm. didn't like my personality. And so mm. I wouldn't get as many like shifts and it's just like I, this is not, okay, anyway, that's a whole other side note. To um, <laughs> <laughs> valid, though, valid. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so, like, one week I would know that I would have to make way more money because this particular card had, like, the highest payment, but, like, I wasn't oh I wasn't going to make that the so it was mental just, like, math that had to happen
0: for like yeah. every single like again like so every dollar had to be accounted every dollar for. Like, had to be accounted for and also like you were constantly having to <clears throat> think about how do I like dodge these bills and or not dodge them but like pay them just enough to make sure that I can like survive enough. so so yeah and so like again you're so much of your mental effort was going towards surviving so I love that you yeah were willing and able to take steps and be like, I'm tired of this, like, I'm actually going to do something drastic. So you started Mm -hmm. off with, you know, biting the bullet, upping your hours, making a weekly budget to make sure that you understood Mm -hmm. by every week how much money you needed to make in order to be okay that week. Then what Mm -hmm. what was the next step for you? The next step was the biggest one. I
1: didn't i had to do a lot of research because i ha- didn't know anything about it like people were like oh you should go into bankruptcy i was like i've heard that's bad <laughs> i'm in my 20s i don't think i should do that <laughs> like don't what companies do fire that those for people less for their than... advice like <laughs> just,
0: just random
1: <laughs> like oh isn't that like what you should do it's like um and I don't like, like rich parents do that like for millions of dollars that they can't pay i think my forty thousand dollars doesn't need to go bankrupt um yeah. <laughs> but i did my research and i discovered and it's like i'm not getting paid to say this like this is truly a program that changed my life i yeah signed up with the national debt relief uh national debt relief, yeah the national debt, <laughs> debt relief program ndr yeah um the ones with the little blue and red symbol um and there are so many there's so many debt settlement programs out there I just liked this one because it seemed um the most regulated and the mm-hmm. most like widely used and I was mm-hmm. very afraid of like putting all of this information in the hands of something this is very looking.
0: important for everyone listening it, when you are doing research about this you have to do exactly that of making sure that whatever program that you use is is it wasn't it like super legit um, it, it was super legit it was really regulated it was like uh, I can't remember if it was guaranteed, not government guaranteed, but like some uh, is- FDIC insured.
1: Well, thank you. So, so your money. Basically, the way the program works is you enroll all of your credit card debt, and then they have like a team of lawyers. Um, working on getting each of those settled. But while they're working on getting those settled, you're responsible for paying a monthly amount into an FDIC insured account. Gotcha. Um, And that just like grows into like a savings that they then use to say, look, they're making these payments and we can settle it and pay this money out and pay the money she's already paid, use Mm. the money that she's already contributed um, and is continuing to contribute to pay the new amount to you. So they... So once you start... Once you, like, get everything approved with them, all you have to do is pay your monthly amount. Like... And now how much is your monthly to... amount
0: compared to what you were paying before? Because you were paying $1,200 before. Mm-hmm. So then how how much so did they cut that down to? $636 a month. Wow. And so... And so I was doing it biweekly.
1: Because um, mm-hmm. who knew if I could <laughs> just hit my... <laughs> my lack of money with 636. But so I... So now I still just pay three seventeen fifty 50 a month or every other week. Um, and it goes into this account. And mm-hmm. they've now settled all but one of my credit cards. So, I mean, I'm still paying. Yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. I have I, – so I'm still paying, but I'm only paying this amount. I no longer have to um, – like, oh, my God, Chase was up my ass. Like, they were calling me every other <laughs> – like half hour like and it was oh. so stressful I was like am I going to prison <laughs> like, oh my God. it was so scary yeah. but like the nice thing too is that they also have like teams of lawyers who are there to protect you if like if banks threaten to sue you because the whole the whole the shitty part about debt settlement is that in order for them to settle they have to prove that you're going through a financial hardship Um, so you have to completely stop paying your credit cards which is like the yeah. scariest
0: part and yeah. then your credit plummets yeah but
1: it'll rebuild <laughs> yeah um
0: you recognize definitely... that there was obviously a cost but you knew that going through this program was going to set you up for a better future so you were and especially because you are so young you were willing to like yeah. take that hit to your credit in order to then build it back up again and i just want to again exactly. like really nail down this point for anybody who's listening if you're considering doing something like this just remember to do your research because there are so many programs that are looking again to take advantage of you. If you're looking oh. to like, yeah, can you, t- have you, do you come across those and what did those look like? What were like, <laughs> yeah. what were the, cause I know you're getting mail every day too. So, that was just, you I still, still get mail. so what <laughs> yeah. were some of the like words that they were using or promises that they were making that seemed like legit? And how did you see through those scams and those frauds before you picked this new, this program?
1: I mean, honestly, like, It was pretty obvious. Mm. I would just get envelopes that were unmarked (laughs) and say like "open now" and like, um, or it would just be like it was never. It just never looked legit. It was, but I would get daily um, letters offering exactly what I was doing, but it wasn't like credible sources. Mm. So it was Mm -hmm. just like random companies who claimed to be debt settlement, and maybe they were honestly. Mm. Like maybe some of them were. But, mm-hmm. like, you really have to look in, like, if you, I wouldn't say take something that was sent to you in the mail. These are people who are being vultures. Totally. Like, they're, they're looking for people in your situation. So I think it's mm-hmm. important for you to, to look for them, for mm-hmm. you to do your research, and for That's you to good. look for something reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, because these are vultures who are looking for you. And so, like, anything that came in the mail, I would just throw away. Because I was like, no, yeah. like, yeah. I can't trust you. You are preying upon me in my bad situation. Totally. Um, but, yeah, I still get uh, mail that's like, God. that's like we can consolidate all of your debt. And, like, you have to just make a payment to us. And, like, it's like, no. Whoa. No, thanks. Holy.
0: Again. I yeah, get emails can... sometimes. Continually pre- like, preying on people. That's absolutely insane. I so, will say, though. Yeah. So.
1: The the thing that's interesting is, like, debt settlement, it definitely fucks your credit. Um, I I mean, I was $43,000 in debt, and it wasn't moving the needle. Like, paying mm, my... I could only afford right? to make the mi- the minimum payment. Right. So, so you were it just wasn't literally moving was doing the this. Needle. Yeah. It was just doing this. Like, it would go down for a month, and then it would go up more because of the interest. Oh, my God. And then it'd go down, and then it'd go up more. And that is how you drown in debt. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, for me especially in the situation that I was in like and again like I take full responsibility I am I was like I'm pursuing being an actor I if I'm really going to I think I kind of was giving myself like a few years I was like if shit's not looking good <laughs> then I yeah. will buckle down and get like a full time corporate job lol spoiler alert um (laughs) I will (laughs) buckle down and get like a full-time job that you know that takes me away from this pursuit but I'm gonna give myself at least a couple more years because I have put almost a decade into this like I can't give up now I can't stop this now um so I could have but I chose not to um
0: and so I know Brittany though I don't I don't think that even if you were to get that that would be a drastic enough solution without something else. Cause like you said, you were just like moving Mm -hmm. the needle a little bit. So if you got like a really high paying job, you'd be moving the needle a little bit more, but that interest is literally designed to drown you. It's designed to drown you. So it's like, it's almost like kind of there was, you know, bigger action that was needed. It seems.
1: That's true. And so for me, I, I was working jobs where I was getting paid, like basically minimum wage or just like not enough money. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so I had to, there was just no chance of me. I, I was able to look at the uh, the reality of the situation yeah, um, and see that I wasn't getting out of it. I used right. to think that like, oh, if I just keep paying this down, like it won't be so bad. But I was so in it that I didn't yeah. realize it mm. was going up. Mm. And so wow. once I realized there's no, oh, this was when I, um I went to go get, I tried to consolidate all of my credit cards at my bank mm-hmm. and I met with like a banker and she was like, She's like, we can't, you know, do this for you. I forget why. Um, but I think I, like, didn't make enough money to for them to trust me to consolidate it and make my payments. But she was like, but you do need to do something about this because you're not getting out of this. She's Oof. like, at the rate you're going, just so you know, you're not getting out. Like, oh, at the rate of this,
0: thing, you will never
1: pay this off.
0: Um, Whoa. Yeah, she, <laughs> and so,
1: Whoa. and that, I think that's what woke me up the most. Yeah. And so, uh, but I will say, like, this, this is what I needed to do because I was in so much debt that I wasn't getting yeah. out of. But I have a friend who was in, I think her credit card was at, like, 7000 and mm-hmm. she couldn't afford the payments. And she just had the one credit card. Yeah, um, wow. You can settle, you can call and negotiate yourself. Um, oh, you interesting. You can okay. settle down your own debt sometimes. You can try. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You have to, like prove that you're in like financial hardship or whatever Mm -hmm. but you can try to settle it down yourself um
0: I think so there are different tactics based on your situation that you can use and I think the most important thing is first of all recognizing the severity of your situation recognizing Mm -hmm. if it's getting better or not getting better or more likely getting worse and then Mm -hmm. choosing to make the difficult decision to do something drastic whatever that be for your situation after doing your research and then just committing to do it which I I think is exactly what you did So let's talk a little bit about, so you made this decision because I want to kind of bring up this quote because now we're getting to the place where you are, you, you are so in this hole of debt. Now you are kind of bringing yourself back to this, like, you know, neutral level of you're working through your debt. You're not stuck here anymore, but now let's talk about growth. So something that I, I really found a cool quote that said, rich, isn't an amount of money. It's a mindset about how you live. If you believe you can win, you can. Another one is wealth is largely the result of habit uh, by John Jacob Astor. The first one was Dave Ramsey, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, And then also um, your financial success is determined by your relationship with money. So I think those are Mm -hmm. all really good. So tell me, once you made this decision to kind of make this drastic action, um, how did you change your relationship with money as a whole? And then what are you doing now to build for your future?
1: Yeah. So the concept that worked for me as a independent contractor doing a million different jobs, I think I had like three and a half jobs, like Mm. serving, nannying. I had like a part-time like PR associate job and, um, teaching French online. (laughs) Like Mm. I had a million different like sources of income and it still wasn't a lot. Like I wasn't rolling in money. I was still making, I was making just barely more than what I needed. And Mm. so, um, and my boyfriend helped me realize the concept of percentages um mm-hmm. but what I did i think i I'm not saying I invented the wheel, but I created for myself a concept that made sense for me and yeah. every month my income would fluctuate, so what I would do was i was able i finally got to a point this year earlier this year where I could sort of get a pretty good idea of how much money I would make that month, so mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month I would do the math and I would lowball it so that I didn't get negatively surprised. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would do I would figure out like a lump sum of what I expected to make that month. Mm -hmm. And then I would take and then I would do percentages and I would have to Google it because I'm really bad at math because I'm an actor. (laughs) Um, Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I would like so I would look up. So let's say like that month I was going to make twenty nine hundred dollars. So I would look at the total of what my bills were, which was like, I don't know, let's say eighteen hundred rent and bills. And so Mm -hmm. I would say, like, what is the what percentage of twenty nine hundred is eighteen hundred? And then Mm -hmm. it would give me a percentage. I'm just let's call it sixty percent because I'm not doing math right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I would give I would give myself like maybe one hundred and fifty dollars a week for spending money for like groceries for Mm -hmm gas for stuff like that. Um, and so I would do that times four weeks. So that's next. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and So I'd say like what, what percentage of 2,900 is, is 600. And then I would, whatever was left from what I expected. Um, so let's just say these are not real numbers cause they can't math right now. Uh, but let's say it was like 60% and right? Mm -hmm. So 60% of what I expected to make needed to go to bills. 30% of what I expected to make would go to my checking for spending money. Mm -hmm. And then whatever was left, I would do my very best to save. And Mm -hmm. so that would be 10%. So because I had money coming in from everywhere, I would just know that those were my percentages for the month. So if I made a hundred bucks from teaching French, then 60 of that would go to my bills, 30% would go to my uh, checking and then 10%, I opened a high yield savings account. So 10% of that would go into my high yield savings. If I made Mm. $500 from serving, Mm -hmm. same thing. I would just break it down. What's 60% of this bills? What's 30% of this? So every time that I got paid, I would know how much money went where. And so that was my sort of like way of breaking it down and making it automatic like that book Mm. was saying. Um, But that was like my way of doing
0: it because I just had so many different sources. Well, you're a contractor. And I think that a lot of books and a lot of advice does not take into consideration that there are so many people who work as independent yeah. contractors who are not having their money come from one place. I, I'm the same way. So it's like I have to actually manually move my money to different accounts and it can't be mm-hmm. automatic. So I love the fact that you established buckets. It sounds like based yeah. on what you knew your bills were going to be and mm-hmm. every single dollar that you put into that account, you would put that into buckets. And that takes a lot of um, discipline as well. So it's really good that you, right. you you, know, made sure to do that.
1: And I really valued saving money for an emergency no matter what. So mm. even if it was $10, even if it was $6, I would mm. put it into my high yield savings account. It did not matter. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew that I had to get into the habit of saving for an emergency because before yes. it was like, I'll pay my bills and then I'll just like mm. spend the rest on whatever. But mm. like I had mm-hmm. to, and then I would get into situations where like my car would break down and I had somehow $300 sitting in my savings over time. Like mm. also, I didn't understand the concept previously that,
0: stuff adds up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. that was hundred percent. Cause you had very like, like at that time you had a, pr- like just like now mindset of you were only thinking of today. Cause yeah. that was the only thing you could think about cause you were surviving. But then yeah. I think it seems like you, your view of your <clears throat> life expanded to where it's not just about today anymore. It's about the fact that like you're doing today as well as preparing for your future, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is, that's how I did that.
1: And then, you know, I made some moves to, to just do other work and make more money, and it's it's still the same. Well, now it's different because I will be having a steady paycheck soon,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which well, I didn't yeah, expect to happen. Yeah, let's talk about that because I think this is um, such a and you know we'll we'll kind of have this as our last question here. But I think this is such an amazing thing to happen, a full circle moment because you know you mm-hmm. two years ago were in forty three thousand dollars of credit card debt alone. That is not including your student yeah. loans. You decided to take the initiative and freaking change your mindset, work your ass off and get yourself to a point where you were not only digging yourself out of this hole that you had ended up in, you're also teaching yourself how to save for your future and making progress forward. And then Mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about the job that you just got. I... Truly by a stroke of luck, I'm not
1: going to say it was anything else because mm-hmm. it's I never in a million years would have imagined that this could have been possible for me, period, let alone while still pursuing my dream of being a working actor. Mm-hmm. So I wish I could say, oh, do this, this and this to get this kind of amazing job. It. I got hit by lightning, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but my friend who um, is a fellow actor uh, works as a content creator for a financial institution. Financial institution, and Mm -hmm. um, and they were looking to expand, and Mm -hmm. I was one of the people he recommended. And I was like thirsty for (laughs) a job, like so thirsty. And also, I will say the timing worked out really well because this was in the middle of the actor strike, so I had no idea. Um, when the actor strike hit, I looked at my life and I realized that I was unhappy Mm -hmm, (laughs) um, mm -hmm. with all of these different sources of income. I was like, I just want my income to be steady. Mm -hmm. And so I'd started working toward finding a full-time job. And Mm I was like, I'll just figure this out. This is the perfect time. There's an actor strike. I don't have to worry about this interfering with my actor pursuit. Um, and it came around where, um, yeah he recommended me and i was like the first person to reach out i was like so thirsty for the job Mm -hmm. and um after a series of interviews i just got hired and i now have a six-figure job creating content are you
0: kidding me for a financial institution
1: i know and my
0: job is literally to make silly tiktoks teaching people about money (laughs) so you are using your acting skills you're using your newfound knowledge and wisdom about finances and also you're using your experience of coming from the lowest of lows to now coming to where you are, to where you can actually relate to people who are in that place, which is like, what more could you ask for? And not only that, you also have the flexibility to continue to pursue your dream as an actor. And this is not going to get in the way of that, because this has flexibility and, you know, remote work and all that stuff. So I, I, I like what you said about how this obviously going through this journey does not guarantee this kind of result. But I do mm-hmm. want to mention that when you start taking these small steps to change your life, things have a way of working out because you are literally just like, if you can just start moving forward, just take one step at a time. You just never know what's going to happen. It's just kind of about your refusal to stay in the same place that you are at, which is exactly what you chose to do. And now you have this incredible job that fits your skill set. And it's also allowing you to help inspire other people who are coming from the same situation you were in. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's good. Wild. It's so wild. wild. I'm like so, rich now. No, I, I, it's, <laughs> she's the moneymaker in the house, you guys. She's literally I'm now the breadwinner of the bread bread house, and it's
1: like we joke about it all the time because I have been the poorest person you've known yeah. since I met you. And so, now you're like, the it's just fun to rejoice in and just yeah.
0: yeah, celebrate just absolutely (laughs) celebrate celebrate that. So let's end this show by talking about some recommendations of what people can look into, because obviously, you know, this is not a show where we interview experts This is where we just talk about stuff. But I'd love to kind of give some recommendations of where people can get expert advice that has helped both of us. Obviously, we haven't talked about my financial journey, mine's a little bit less um, perilous and dramatic than Brittany's. (laughs) I, 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 you know, thankfully was not in that place of debt. I just did have to learn incrementally of how to save so I'll. I you were started. an inspiration
1: too, because oh. you
0: were always just like,
1: I'm not going to spend this money. I don't have any money. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You have a savings. That's money. And you're like, no, it's not. Yeah. And I was nope. like, no, I don't have money. You have a savings. <laughs> and like, we would always talk about that. But like, now I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. That is not money that you touch. Like yes. savings? No, you don't. Nope. No. hundred
0: you know, percent. You rubbed oh, off on it. me. Yay. Thanks. And now you're the breadwinner. <laughs> it worked um so for me personally the things that really helped me understand finances in general when i first got started with this was a course in a book called financial peace university by dave ramsey i took a course actually in my church when i was still going to church that literally taught me what money was what to do with it how to budget and it was just this i think you have a book by him right Yeah look at that (laughs) complete guy yeah he really changed my life like for sure that book was incredible another book that i'd recommend is rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki i know that that's a big one a lot of people know about it it's interesting with that book it talks a lot about investing that's i think not really as relevant to people maybe in our situation we we don't have this massive amount of income to like buy houses and you know invest in property but the mindset that he talks about the the Deficit mindset compared to the abundance mindset, I think, is the main thing to pick up from that book. So I definitely recommend that. And then also I read a book called Unshakable, Your Financial Freedom Playbook by Tony Robbins that, again, kind of mixes the thought process and the motivation behind getting control of your money, getting control of investments um, to just kind of help you get moving forward. And I know these are kind of very popular books, a lot of people know about them, but I think a lot of millennials don't. A lot of I think it's a lot of Gen mm-hmm. Xers who are like maybe reading about this. So those would be my recommendations. Um what would be what are the what's the content that you uh, either read, podcasts that you've listened to, courses that you've taken that you'd recommend for people in your situation?
1: Um not a lot, but I will say The Automatic Billionaire by okay. David Bach.
0: Bach.
1: Oh. Um, <laughs> this one. Okay this had a lot to do with me changing my mindset okay. um Dave Ramsey is complete guide to money Yes, love. <laughs> um and then uh, having a rich boyfriend no, I'm just kidding um, <laughs> that helps <laughs>
0: uh, also song recommendations then- saved at money by Lil Dicky like <laughs> Yes. We listen to that song every time we go out
1: to remind us we don't save that money. <laughs> save so that, save money.
0: that money by
1: Lil Dicky. Um, and then I would really recommend, um, her name's Vivian 2 on mm-hmm. Instagram and TikTok. Uh, okay. She's your rich BFF. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and so she, she's she got some really great insight. And she actually has a book coming out. Um, I don't even know her. I'm just plugging her book that's coming love, out. But, love but uh, I think we'll it's tagger. called Rich AF. Yeah. It's okay. It's called Rich AF. I already pre, uh, pre-ordered it. It's coming out in like nice. December because
0: her Intel is super fantastic. So- love that we're recommending influencers too because I actually didn't even think about it, that that is such a big deal to recommend content creators who are creating content specifically about this. So I will add that mm-hmm. into my next podcast. But yeah, Brittany, thank idea. you so much for, for doing this. Thank you for sharing your experience and being so open and honest about it. I think that this could hopefully help a lot of people firstly feel not alone, help people not feel ashamed of where they're at if they are in this situation, and also give people hope in the fact that like, you can be in a real, real tough spot. You can be in a really tough spot where it feels like you're drowning, feels like there's no way out. And there is a way out and you've like shown that and you're like a person without like a PhD in finance. Like you are a normal person who is able to figure out your way out of this. So thank you for for coming and sharing that. Of course. And I want to be super clear. I
1: had gotten myself out of the situation before the six figure job. Like that was just yes. cherry on top of the cake. Like, yes, I think I have like two, three grand in my savings right now, which is like may not sound like a lot, but seeing as how More than i had percent of people, negative $43,000 before,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, I think that's a W. So, Absolutely. yeah, little little changes change your life.
0: Love it. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for Brittany for being here and make sure if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please like it wherever you hear it and share it with your friends. And also, um, let me know if there's other people that we should talk to who are cool people that have insight that we could use. Cause that'd be awesome. All right. We will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much.